Hello, New York sports fans. We are back with another episode of the Jersey Turnpike Boys. I am Zach, along with my co-host, Nick. Nick, what's going Zach, on, man? Zach, I have an important question to ask. What's that? What do you hate? What do you hate more right now? Chase oh, Utley or the state of Minnesota? I mean, Giants got a big game this Sunday against the Vikings. Uh, but I Nick is definitely referring right now to the Carlos uh Correa deal going staying with Minnesota. Uh six year two hundred million, yeah. What a what a fucking turn of events that was, huh? Yeah, I mean, what crazy story with two uh, failed physicals. He looked like he was going to get two long-term deals. Both end up falling through. He gets a shorter-term deal. Uh, the average annual value is uh, is very high. Uh, increased annual rate, but shorter-term deal yes. given the given the history in that leg. Uh, it's disappointing the Mets couldn't get that deal done. I think every Mets fan was was excited when uh, we heard the news that Correa was coming to New York. Doesn't get done. You guys, you guys just, did you guys get humbled again and get reminded that you're the New York Mets? Because all I heard this was has cocky nothing... Mets fans. I, and all I heard was cocky Mets fans for a couple of Yeah, they started to hit back in that year. Just the same old New York Mets. I mean, I don't think this team's the same old same New York old Mets. Mets. I think this team is still better. Uh, we got Verlander. We have Beatty still. We have Alvarez. We have two highly talented prospects coming up uh, who are expecting to contribute this year. I mean, I still think this team is as good or better than last season. And we all saw them win 101 games last season. We'll see. I don't know, but... I, don't, I think momentum's not on your side right now, Zach. You guys were all cocky. Oh, Steve Cohen, World Series, no problem. And then this deal falls through. I don't know. If the Mets lose, if the uh, Padres Series repeat happens in October, are you going to be looking back at this Carlos Correa deal and kicking yourself? I don't think so. I mean, we went after it. Look, I appreciate the aggressiveness. If this was the old regime in New York, this would never even been on the table, right? I think we can both agree with that. The Wolpons never would even went after Correa and given him this huge opportunity. Yeah. But uh, it's disappointing it didn't go through, but I don't think it's the end of the world. We still have talent at third. Uh, I think I think this Mets interview will be just fine. We'll see what we have in Beatty at third. You got a young guy. We'll see. We'll see how he plays. I'll point this out though. Why did the Mets match that offer? I'm a little surprised by that. Who says they didn't? Who says they didn't match the offer? We don't know that. The Curry is an idiot. That if that's the case, is if maybe he just wanted to go to Minnesota. He left Minnesota last year. He literally took a deal last year and opted out after the first year, and it didn't look like he was going back there. And now he's back there all of a sudden. Yeah. I don't know. A bit of a head scratcher, but a little bit disappointing. But it is what it is. The Mets still have talent at third. This is still a very talented team. We're not sure the exact reason. We don't know that the Mets didn't 
match the offer. We don't know that. Exactly. We just know he ended up in Minnesota. Nothing we can. It looks like nothing we can do at this point. Pending another physical. Let's see with his history of physicals. Uh, if something does go awry there, but right now it looks like Correa is going to Minnesota, and this Carlos Correa saga continues. Unfortunately, it's not with the Mets. I know a lot of disappointed Mets fans out there, but I just want to say we'll be okay. This roster is still loaded with talent. Would have been nice to have an extra bat in the lineup, but in a loaded division now. It is a loaded division, but the Mets team is still talented. The Mets should have won uh, that East last year. I think we could, we both can agree with that. But you know what happened, Zach? They added Verlander. We got some good prospects coming up. We're gonna have to pay Pete coming up soon. Uh, so maybe that would be some quote- Pete, but. The Mets are still fine, still a very solid infield, and I'll, not too concerned right now. I'll quote the famous Derek Jeter, Zach. It's just the Mets. It's just the Mets. Where were you for the Correa? Where were the Yankees? We don't need Correa. Why not? Why don't you need Correa? A Where guy who could play Correa? second a guy who could play short or third? We have the number five all prospect all baseball is a shortstop. Our other best prospect is a shortstop. DJ LeVayu and Glaber Torres make it the infield. We don't need Correa. We have other areas we need to address. Well, the Mets have an elite, or a, I wouldn't say elite, but a very highly uh, talented third base prospect and a guy they're paying $300 million right now at shortstop. So why would the Mets need Correa? As if you're just arguing that. I, I just I disagree with your I'm argument. Just, I'm just gonna say this. You're gonna be like all oh, Volpe Volpe from a guy who's the, proven himself, a proven all star. But this is what I'm gonna if say. If Anthony that. Volpe is as good as Carlos Correa, is that a success? Or but is that a failure? Go, if he is Carlos Correa, if he is Carlos Correa's career, is Anthony Volpe a failure? No, Anthony Volpe is exactly what we're hoping can be that. But no, so you're you're banking on a guy you're hoping to be. No, 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 no. Listen to me for a second. You're telling me that the Mets don't win a World Series this year. Do you know what's the first thing you're going to look at? I don't know. I mean, I it depends know. how the season yeah, yeah. goes. I know, Zach. It depends know. how the season uh, goes. The man who's if had there's his injuries, by this team for 25 years of his life now, almost basically 25 years of his life now. If there's injuries. I don't know about that, though. If this pitching staff, if we don't get production from Beatty and Alvarez, I mean, if you there don't are a lot. In October, it you're depends gonna look what back happens. You, I guarantee you, the Mets lose in, in the playoffs this year. You're gonna look back on this Carlos Correa deal. It's gonna give you nightmares, and it's because it's the classic Mets. That is a typical Mets situation. I just, I mean, if you look at last season, right? What ended up hurting the Mets? Marte injured and Scherzer. Scherzer collapsing in the playoffs. The season before, if beginning of the season, if you were like, you know what's going to cost this Mets this year? Max Scherzer imploding in the playoffs. Like, would you have said that? Probably not. Well, again, it is the Mets, so it wouldn't surprise me. I don't, know if the the Mets, anyway, I don't know if the end of the season we're going to be like, you know what? The, if the Mets would have signed Correa, that would have made the difference if they don't end up going to win the World Series. We'll see. I could be wrong. It helps. 
he definitely is a very talented player going back to Minnesota. Uh, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Let's talk about um, the other reason you hate Minnesota. Um, actually, first, let's kind of dig into the JV versus the fraud number one team in the NFC. How did how did the Giants make this a game, Zach? How did they I have- think I think the Eagles didn't play that well, to be honest. I think Jalen Hurts maybe shook off a little bit of rust after missing those two games with that shoulder injury. He did not look they, – they didn't look great in that game. I was not that impressed with the Eagles. There was not a single starter in there for the Giants, I'm pretty sure. It was all the second-team defense. Uh, Neal started on offense. Uh, they wanted to get him more reps in, given that he's a rookie, so I'm not too surprised yeah. there. Uh, Kenny Galladay had a nice touchdown catch. I don't know if you saw that. That was, that was a nice yeah. play in the back of the end zone. It was a very nice catch. Uh yeah, other than that, uh, second-string players all around, Giants put their JV lineup up and put it up a competitive fight. They didn't even put – is Tyrod hurt? Why didn't Tyrod put No, they saved, they saved Tyrod as well, too. I think – I don't – okay. Let's ask, let me ask you this. What do you actually gain by playing Tyrod in that game? True. So, you James gained, Webb gets his first career NFL start. You, he played fine. He got film and – Davis Webb obviously was around. He was a practice squad player in Buffalo. Came over here because of Dable. They wanted to get some film on him, and that's exactly what they got. And it worked out pretty damn well. I don't. Davis Webb's obviously not like the answer here, but I don't think he had a bad game at all. 23 to 40, 168 yards, a touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. Not a bad day, in my opinion. Not a bad day. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of ball games with Davis Webb as your quarterback, but yeah, but he he played fine. He, he's, yeah, he's shown he's shown he's a reliable backup somewhere, whether that's yeah. here in a cheaper rate than Tyrod Taylor. He's a lower tier backup. Okay, fair enough. But I I do want to quote something that I saw from this game, and you know, obviously Giants' first playoff appearance in six years. There's something about going into this playoffs that I feel good about, Zach. I don't know if you feel the same way. I feel good about it. But what's the reason you're going to stay right now? So so there's two things. Okay. I feel like everything is playing in the Giants' favor. So I think you and I both agree that we wanted Minnesota over San Francisco for absolutely. the first-round matchup because that's absolutely a winnable game in Minnesota. And we'll get into that. Second round is most likely in Philadelphia. And this is what stood out to me the entire so far this week. So I don't know where you were watching the Giant game, but I was driving home from work listening to it on the radio. And Carl Banks said this, and it's stuck with me for a little bit now. He, even though the Giants lost the game on Sunday to the Eagles, he goes, you know what feeling I have right now? He goes, I have a feeling that if they come back to this stadium in two in three weeks, I guess two weeks now, technically, I don't necessarily worry about the Giants' chances in this game, in that game against Philadelphia. I actually like that they can like their chances in it a second time around. He goes, you know where else I've gotten this feeling? i had this feeling at? After the 2007 game against New England, when they Absolutely. went tooth and nail with the Patriots, and you walked away from that game saying, hey, we see them again in the playoffs. They're beatable. 
Carl Banks said he had that same exact feeling leaving at Philadelphia on Sunday. And it was a one score game. The Giants, if the Giants make that onside kick at the end, they have a chance to go down the field and win that game. Yeah. They they did not get dominated in that game. They were yeah. in that game to the end. No, and like I said, you feel good about Minnesota this weekend. You now actually feel good about if they have a chance to play Philadelphia again in week in the divisional rounds. You get to the conference championship now. Obviously, I know we're saying it's a stretch because we know what this team is. Is get past the divisional round, anything goes from there. Let's get through Minnesota first, right? I think we got to look uh, back. What was it, three, four weeks ago? Uh, the Giants go to Minneapolis, lose a close, close game. A game they probably should have won. A game they Let's lose on a sixty-one yard field goal as time expires, right? Not even that. They had two red zone turnovers with the Bellinger fumble in that game, and then the Daniel Jones interception in that game. So they put a game they lost on the last second field goal, they put less, probably, what, 6 to 10 to 14 points off the board? Absolutely. The that Giants they, The Giants should have won that game. Away. They should have won that game. They, I think they outplayed Minnesota in that game. And, you look at Minnesota you know like two weeks that? ago, right? They go to Green Bay and just absolutely destroyed by the Packers, Right? This team is not pl- – I mean, this team's defense is getting crushed left and right. This team's defense is porous. There are so many holes in that de- – they have that Swiss cheese defense, right? There are holes yeah. all over it. And I think this is an opportunity for Daniel Jones to really show what he's made of and earn earn his contract. I think we That's both agree the Giants need to bring back Daniel Jones. And if he could show up at the playoffs, he gets some more cheddar at the I'm end of the just- season too. I agree with everything you said there, except for one thing. Daniel Jones has earned the contract. I he's er- he's already him. earned it, but he can he can he can earn a little bit of a some icing on the cake if he gets this playoff win in Minnesota. I think that but, will but, that will cement it. Yeah, I will, there's a couple things I'll say about this. I think Minnesota first. It favors the Giants perfectly for what their team is stepped like. And I think they're going to have to right throw now. the ball, so, though. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. But, but again, they're going to make Jones beat him you're playing the with worst, his arm. You're playing the worst pass, one of the worst passing defenses in football on Sunday. Jones, Jones had over 300 yards in that game in Minnesota. I, yeah, I think so, they can, they can so get him through the air. Get that, like, you get him through the air. I do think that the Giants' strength is their defense. And I find that the matchup, the key match is going to be. Kirk Cousins that offense versus the Giant defense. And on top of that, George Jackson didn't play in that game in uh, Minnesota. I don't believe Julian Love did either. Did Xavier McKinney play either? I don't know, but I I think the Giants offense, which I think with the wide receiving core they have is the weakness of the team, but that becomes a strength against Minnesota. Hodgins is playing well, though. To go strength versus strength. You have to go strength versus strength in the Giants defense versus the Minnesota offense. Plus, how well Jones has played the last. Daniel Jones is going into Minnesota to play the worst passing defense in the league with a ton of momentum on top of it. I mean, he looked tremendous against the Colts his last time out. He he looked amazing. He was just crushing that Colts defense. That's also the Colts D. 
And I'll say this too, the Giants just had momentum overall. Because there was, I think, one thing that's, I don't think this Philadelphia game could have worked out any more perfect for the Giants besides a win. They get the rest. They show that they they can compete even with their uh, starters out. They still kept the team momentum going because... Absolutely. The team momentum is certainly still going. One of the debates during the week was they have all the momentum and you're just going to stop the dead in its tracks for a week. Then you don't know if you're going to get it back by Minnesota, but the Giants' secondary, their third stringers... Played well, and the Giants still have momentum going into Minnesota, even without the starters all playing. Absolutely, so it works perfectly. People, people push all the right, all the buttons, and they all worked perfectly. It was unbelievable, and it worked perfect. I'm excited for the Giants this week. I, three and a half point underdogs. I like that line. Absolutely, the Giants. I mean, they definitely have a great chance of winning this weekend. Uh, Sunday at 4.30, the Giants going to Minneapolis. Big game, first playoff game since 2016. Can they break the boat trip? The boat trip curse. Uh, Sterling Shepard's the only one uh, on the team from that that boat trip, right? So he's the only one on the team with playoff experience, even though he's not even playing in this game. Uh, wide receivers even. Well, wide receivers have more than like three years worth of NFL experience besides Darius Slayton at this point on the Giants. Well, Kenny Galladay. Yeah, okay. Maybe he, he'll get a few extra reps as he caught a touchdown pass. He caught a touchdown. Great touchdown catch back in the end zone in Philly. Yeah. Maybe he, he, he might get in a few snaps. We'll see. He looked pretty good in the Eh, I think he caught like three balls for like 30 yards on a touchdown. I'll check. Hold on one second. Uh, let me see. Let me just have it up. I don't think he was the leading receiver from what I saw. No, I think it was Cager, right? Yeah, Cager had eight receptions for 69 yards. Yeah. Kenny Galladay had two receptions for 30 yards. Yeah. On seven targets. On seven so, targets? He had that many targets? Yeah, he had seven targets. I only he caught two balls? Oh. Yep. Um... He yeah, was matched up against Slay, which is a tough matchup, especially for Kenny Galladay. Yeah, it is what it is. We'll, uh, it is what it is. Giants go to Minneapolis, trying to uh, make up for that tough loss they had there in the regular season. Big playoff game. Let's see if they can get it done the wild card round and make their yeah. way to the divisional round. Yeah. Let's, let's kind of move on a little bit to uh, Warren Park, New Jersey, Zach. Obviously disappointing season for the other team in New York. Um, The Jets have a lot of questions going into next season. A lot of questions. I think everything on the table. They've looked, I'll say this, the Jets, did they not score a touchdown the last two games? Maybe the last three? Uh, Last two for sure. Nope, last three. You, now, Look, obviously, I think a lot of the easy scapegoat for this season. They scored 15 the, points in their last three games combined. Now, the easy scapegoat for this year is Zach Wilson and the quarterback play. Oh, I think LaFleur, you got to get rid of LaFleur. Well, he did an awful job with this offense this year. But let me let me break it down here. It's all on the table, Zach. I think the quarterback was the easy scapegoat because the general agreement here is – 
Jets have average quarterback play, they make the playoffs. The roster's too good to not be a playoff team. But you can't tell me that even these last three weeks without Zach Wilson and a quarterback, or I guess the last two at this point, you do the Jets look prepared to play any of these games? No. They did not look well prepared to play against Jacksonville. They did not look well prepared to play um, Seattle. They looked awful in this Miami game. And then even, let's be realistic here, bad coaching cost in the Lions game. I, see, I that, don't think it so, might It might have cost but the I Lions don't game. Think, I, no, bad coaching cost in the Lions game. The timeout management was terrible. It was terrible. We're not. I mean, there's no way for certain to say they would have won that game. It could have cost them. It cost them a shot at winning that game for sure. Now, like I said, I want to put everything out on the table with the Jets. I don't think anything is an option here because this is too good of a roster to not make the playoffs and to finish seven and nine. Now, the questions are: Do you fire? Do you get rid of Zach Wilson? Which I think is a still up in the air toss up from what we're hearing in the Jet Land over there. Do you fire a four? Do you fire a four and uh Salah? And, and Salah? I what think Salah's on the hot seat right now. I think, I think the, the answer, Johnsons are meeting. The Johnson family's gonna meet and discuss this. Uh I think it's gonna I think start with them. The what about Joe Douglas? Is du- Joe no, Douglas on the hot seat? I think I think you give a pass to Joe Douglas. The the only blindness I think Joe Douglas has done wrong. Is that drafting Zach Wilson? Has he not hit on everything else he's done? Well, you missing on the quarterback's that. a major Let's, piece. Well, that's a no, major he blemish. Missed he missed on the most important piece, but you can't tell me looking at the Jets roster and how they played, especially in the beginning of the year, that they did not hit on every single other area, area and position. Especially Brees Hall. He was looking so good before he Brees Hall ACL. as a running back as a home run. Sauce Gardner is a home run. Sauce Gardner is a home run. Um, Elijah Moore is still pretty solid. Corey Davis is still solid. Uh, Corey Davis, I don't the, know. The line spit a little bit of a question. I'll get Garrett that. Wilson, um, Brees Hall, Sauce Gardner are all amazing players. The Jets defense overall? The Jets defense overall is unbelievable. Oh. Quinn Williams, C.J. Mosley. I mean, yeah, they got they got a great defense. They yeah, have like a top five defense in the great, NFL. They got a great roster overall, besides the quarterback. They, I don't put this on Douglas. If you're, the other thing too is, if you're the Jets, where where are they in the draft right now? Uh, I think somewhere around like eleven, twelfth, right? No, you don't. This Do you try to trade up? No, 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 no. This roster is too good to start over with another quarterback. Because you need someone. The Jets are both to win and compete now, Zach. All right, so who do you look at? Derek Carr? Derek Carr it's is either, likely leaving other, Vegas. He'll likely be try, uh, out in the market. So do yeah. you try to you try to go for a veteran at this point, right? I Carson think, Wentz? Do you try to bring in Carson Wentz? Do you see what he can do? No. Now, the only options I think that are realistic here in the quarterback, because we're talking quarterback first, is um, is do you go back to Zach Wilson and try and fix him? No. Or do you go to a veteran like Derek Carr? And what, what I think is I genuinely kind of believe, I don't know. The Jets are 
having very good poker faces. Because if we heard anything that indicates to us that Zach Wilson is not going to be here next year and not be the quarterback next year, from Joe Douglas, from Robert Sala, from Willie Johnson, anyone said anything that makes you think, oh, they're not going to bring him back? No, not from management or Sala, no. And you know what might be the problem with that is because he is the second overall pick that you have to bring him back, which... That's the only reason why. That, but that's still a terrible decision. It should be Carr. But okay, let's say... Is it definitely Carr? Who else, who else is going to be out there? Uh, let's see. Lamar Jackson, who I think is going to be too expensive and too injury prone. I don't think you trust... I don't think he's reliable enough. Would Baker be available? Not that I think they should, Baker should go to the Jets, but... He's going to be an interesting one. Uh... We'll see what Stafford does with the Rams. Baker may be available. I don't know if the Rams are going to want to keep him. Let's honestly, let's be uh, realistic here. He's kind of a toss up. They would take Daniel Jones right now, but they're not going to. Jones would be stupid to not go back to the Giants, but Daniel Jones would be a perfect fit for the Jets. Uh, who else we got in the market? You think Carson golf? Wentz. You think golf stays in Detroit? Probably after the, the way Detroit he finished the season. Detroit would be silly if they didn't. Carson Wentz. Gino Smith. Gino He's, Smith, Gino Smith is staying in Seattle. He's not going back to the Jets. All right. <laughs> we all saw that worked out. Uh, I'm trying to think who else will be on the quarterback market here. Derek Carr is probably to be the high the. Or Brady. I think Brady. No, I don't see move. Brady would never. Let's be. Come on. Brady's Brady not going to the never, Jets, though. Brady will never go to the Jets. It's Carr. I think is the best option. So okay. And the Jets we might be an attractive the destination for Carr, given the roster they have. Okay, so we broke that down. So that's option number one. You bring in a veteran, established quarterback. The quarterback is current, built to compete roster. Now let's go the the route of. They keep Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson stays. The guaranteed, um, the guaranteed um, thing with that is is that Lafleur goes. There's no way you keep Lafleur and Lafleur returns if you're expecting Zach Wilson to be the starting quarterback of this team next year. Agreed. I I think Lafleur might go but either way, the, with or without Zach Wilson. The, I think Lafleur is probably might probably gone. But then the question is, does Salah follow him out the door? That's tough. They, I don't think Salah's go, going. I don't think Salah is going to get fired, but... So I listened to this yesterday. We'll see. Is Robert Salah a good coach, but the coach of the wrong team? You they, get what I mean by that? They might need someone more offensive-minded, given their offensive yes. struggles. So kind of like how so the Giants needed a Dable, right? The Giants needed an offensive line like Brian Dable to lead this team. Do they do the Giants? Not the Giants. Do the Jets? Maybe get rid of rid of Salah and get an offensive-minded coach in here. That'll turn Zach Wilson around. Do you try and salvage the quarterback, and then hopefully, if you do, because let's be realistic here, if Zach Wilson plays up to his talent and his abilities, are the Jets not a juggernaut team? If that's a big if, he hasn't done it yet. We've seen some but that's glimpses, what it is. but that's what the problem is. Do you, you don't know if it's, it's ever going to happen? 
if you come, if you go back with Zach Wilson, it's a high risk, high reward. Because if Zach Wilson plays to his abilities, I see it being very similar to what the Eagles were this year. A juggernaut team with talent all around their roster and an MVP level quarterback that can play to an MVP level because of all the talent around him. But the flip side is you might get one of the worst quarterback plays in the NFL like you did this year. Or do you go maybe the safe conservative route, get average quarterback play, but there's no complete boom, and and you're going to be maybe an average playoff team compared to maybe a top seed if Zach Wilson performs? Plus, what makes that decision harder for the Jets is how much you invested in Zach Wilson. The Jets don't have an easy decision here. They do not. Oh, that, yeah, it's a tough decision. Jet lands. The Jets offseason is about to be one of the most interesting moves of the year. And you know what it is, too? Who else? Do you trust? I want to be. So I'm the Bears the right now are the number one pick, right? If they decide to go quarterback route and the get Jets rid of Justin not, Fields, no, you no, touch no, him? No, 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 no. The, the Bears are idiots if they go the quarterback route. They can cash that number one overall pick in for a lot of draft picks to build around Justin Fields. Do the do the Jets try the to get Jets, the number one pick? The Jets do not touch a rookie quarterback. You're telling me a rookie quarterback is what the Jets need right now? You're telling me with this roster. But do you think Derek Carr is the answer? Do you think the Jets are but Derek you know Carr away from a Super Bowl? But you're not. But you're also. But you're not – you can't – if you're the Jets right now, with the talent you have on this roster, you can't afford to let a rookie quarterback develop for two, three years and make rookie mistakes with a key team right now with a lot of guys that you have cap control under. You have control of Greasel. You have control of Gary Wilson. You have control of Sauce Card. It'll be interesting. Corey Davis is the – Corey Davis is the highest paid wide receiver on this team. What's he, the fifth, fourth, fifth best wide receiver maybe? Let's see what they do. It'll be interesting. It's, I mean, you know, I think it's either you completely try to save Zach Wilson by getting new offensive minds in here, whether that is just Lafleur or Salah. Can you even keep Zach Lafleur Wilson? If he has one bad game, he gets gets absolutely ripped apart by the Jets fans. Yeah, that's the, other, the Jets that's fans the don't want to see him. The, I don't. That's the risky does Zach Wilson want to be there at this point? Because that is the other risky part, too. If you decide to run it back with Zach Wilson, get a new offensive coordinator, hopefully salvage him, one bad game, and it goes completely off the rails, too. You're completely right on that. He might have one foot out the door at this point. I almost feel bad. Yes. Honestly, toward... and You know what it is, too? You... What was his last game? The Jacksonville game? I was almost yeah. watching that game and almost felt bad for Zach Wilson. I, I think I heard Tiki Barber saying this uh, on the Tiki and Tierney show. Uh, and I agree, completely agree. I felt bad for Zach Wilson towards the end of that Jacksonville game. LaFleur is not putting him in the best position to maximize his talents. And I feel like the team's just giving up on him. I don't know. I, I, that was going to be my point. The only other negative I see to bring Zach Wilson back is can this team – Will this team go to war for Zach Wilson? He's lost the locker room because they were all wearing Mike White shirts. They wanted Mike White. Big things. 
no matter how much a disaster the last four years have been under Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones has made sure everyone in that locker room and everyone on that offense specifically goes to war for him. Has there any, with no, how bad the Giants have been? Has there ever been any negative talk in the locker room about Daniel Jones? No, I think it's part of the reason everyone, why he was a good draft pick, too. Kind of like that steady Eddie type of guy, always uh, and, even keel. It's kind of helps with this year and them getting into the playoffs. Absolutely. Because you got a locker room that loves the guy and wants to go to war for him. I don't think the Jet players have that with Zach Wilson either. That's another problem. You're absolutely right on that. It might be too. Yeah, it might be too late to savage Zach Wilson. That's the other problem. Now, that's the other thing too. Is yes, is the other question you have to ask is, is this too broken to beyond repair? Is this broken beyond repair? And I don't know that answer. I don't know. It's tough decisions for the Jets. Yeah. So we. A lot going on. You move into uh, some basketball here? Yeah, let's move to our... Okay, I know we talked about it last week, but it's still continuing. The Nets surprised me every day. I was dead wrong on this team. I thought they were dead in the water. I said it last time we were on. I thought they were dead in the water as soon as Nash got fired. But second seed in the East right now, 1.5 games back of Boston. Why not the Nets? Well, how long is Durant going to be out? I think it's a month. We'll see how they play without KD. I mean, the next month's going to be a real test for this Nets team, right? Without clearly their best player, MVP candidate. Uh, we'll see how they can play yeah. without him. You know what it's been? You know what the big difference has been, Zach? What's the, the big Nets? difference? Whose name haven't we had a reason to mention Kyrie? the last two months? Kyrie Irving just he actually stays on the player. court. Yeah, he stays on the court and plays basketball, and that's it. And that's the difference. There's no circus show going on with Kyrie Irving, and because there's no circus show going on, he just—I don't want to be the person that says he's just shut up and dribbled. But if Kyrie Irving just shut up and just shuts up and dribbles, the Nets are a championship team. Am I not wrong? Especially when KD's in the lineup. Yeah. You're getting some production out of Ben Simmons too. All of a sudden, yeah, that's a different team. Yeah, I think it's a big test right now, though. Without KD, I mean, Kyrie's gonna have to step it up even more. Uh, let's see if someone like Claxton and Harris can step it up a little bit. Let's see if they can get some comp- contributions from the bench. Um, I mean, it's gonna be a, a tough test because we've all seen this Nets team heavily struggle without KD in the lineup. So let's see if they can keep their themselves well positioned in the East for the next month without KD. I mean, he'll definitely be back for well before the playoffs, and he'll be ready to go. Let's, but let me put this out. This there. is a good test for this Nets team right now, and for Kyrie. Can I, can I say this out here? I'll put this out here. What, what? I know he's not been around the Nets the entire season, but John Vaughn, Coach of the Year. Yeah, I think he's a Coach of the Year candidate. With the turnaround, this Nets team, absolutely. Yeah. Coach of the year, coach of the year, in my opinion. Absolutely. Now we'll go into. There's not much to talk about. Obviously, that's all really to talk about with the Nets. They just, I mean, just 
playing basketball and find a way to games. win games. That's what they need to do. Yes. That's what they need to do is just get rid of all the off the court bullshit, play basketball, and the wins will get to come. That's exactly what's happening now. Now, I said it last time too. We'll talk about the Knicks a little bit. It it's a little frustrating, Zach, with the Knicks. I'm not gonna lie. You're probably not frustrated with them, but I am. How am I not after that Milwaukee game? How am I not frustrated? They really should have won that game. They but, they they freaking blew that game. And but like their okay. free throw shooting pisses me off. Their end of game play pisses me off. They just find way to to lose games. No. You know what it is? I'll tell you what the problem is. They're an average team. They win games. They win some games that they probably shouldn't win. They lose some games that they probably shouldn't lose. They beat the teams in bad teams. They lose to good teams. The Knicks are the definition of average. Seventh seed in the East right now. I'm assuming that's the play-in, right? For the that seventh, is the play-in, yep. They're an average team, and what, let's be realistic, too, with the Knicks. I know, obviously, it's probably been talked about a little bit now. Where do the Knicks go from here? They're going to go to the playing tournament and get eliminated in the first rounds? And with this current roster, what do you do with it? You don't win a championship with this roster. It's not an up-and-coming roster, either. It's a roster of some established veterans and average players. Julius is, Julius is, is the star of this team right now. And Julius is playing great this season. He's played great yeah. basketball. Jalen Brunson is too. I mean, but I think Julius but is 20, 20 Julius besides, is that's basically the best Julius you're gonna besides, get. Besides besides RJ Barrett, how many of these players on this team have not reached their prime yet? Maybe Obi quickly and Grimes. But I don't know how much okay. you can get out of Grimes and quickly. They, but how much more are you gonna get out of them? I mean, they're solid. Contributors, but they're they're, the Knicks are a solid team, but they're not an elite team and they're not a bad team. But they're not in a position where they're going to get better and most likely they're going to get worse. Somehow, this is the best win now loss the Knicks can put together. Yeah, it's tough to do. No, I I, I know what you're saying. Maybe they can slide up to a fifth seed in the East, but that's pretty much where they're going to max out. And yeah, no. Eventually, that's like their that's their kind of their ceiling. They don't have a high ceiling. They don't have a high ceiling, and there's no potential on this team to eventually get that ceiling to be larger either. Let's be realistic. Honestly, even with RJ, this is what is his fifth year in the league, fourth fourth year. Yeah, RJ's not RJ's starting to hit his prime now too. Like, yeah, you're probably not going to get too another, much. What's with this finger injury player? too? This finger laceration. This is some serious cut. Some Luka Doncic should get like a like a like a fine for this cut. I don't. I don't even understand how this cut got so bad. I watch. I rewatched that play so many times. I don't understand how this cut is as bad as it is. And RJ's still out, still missing games. Hopefully, he'll be back in the lineup very soon. I'll look it up real quick. I actually didn't see the play, so let me look it up real quick. Yeah, watch this play. I don't understand how he got. This badly injured off the play. If I search RJ Barrett finger injury, it, on it should come up. Yeah, YouTube against the Mavericks. RJ Barrett reveals tendon popped out when his finger was lacerated. Uh, it's such a freak so injury, good. and it just—he's definitely a player that you can really use back in the lineup. I don't know if this will show the play, but the 
video starts off by saying RJ Barrett reveals tendon popped out when his finger was lost. So I don't know if this is just a report or if this is going to be the actual video of the play. I mean, the video is online. You definitely can find it. No, it's an interview with RJ Barrett. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to search RJ Barrett's finger and fix this. Uh, it was with Luca, you say? Yep. The night Lucas scored 60. This was about two minutes into the game. game. So basically, he, did, he basically was didn't play that game. I don't even know if he scored a single yeah, I can't point. Find... It's not coming up on YouTube right away. I can send it to you at another time. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Oh, maybe I have it right here, actually. He steals. Okay, wait. Is RJ going under the basket and Luke is behind him and swaps the thing out? Yeah. Yeah, wait. Actually, where did he. How did he lacerate the tendon? What? It doesn't look like he hit it with his finger. All right, that's interesting. Bizarre. Bizarre that's injury. That's very bizarre. That's very bizarre. That is beyond bizarre. Wow, okay. All right, that's just keeping out of. Our best player, one of our best players right now. Typical mix. Yeah, and it's been two weeks at this point. So, freak injury. Yeah. Nick's got a big, Nick's have a big game uh, tomorrow night, home against Indiana. Indiana currently has the sixth seed, Nick's the seventh seed. Uh, this will be a good game in the garden. Nick's get that home court advantage. Uh, I think this will be a big win for the Knicks. Halliburton against Randall. Let's let's see uh, if the Knicks can get it done Wednesday night at the Garden uh, against the scrappy Pacers team. Interesting. That's an interesting one. Actually, you're right. Um, Kevin, moving along, Zach. You haven't bragged yet. I'm a little surprised. I know. I was going to text you. Uh, actually, as soon as you said that, oh, the Devils tied yeah. up with the Hurricanes right now, three three at the end of the second. Yeah, look at that right now too. That's. That'd be uh, a nice one for the devil if they can get that one. A nice comeback from behind win. Comeback from behind win against the Rangers. 3-1 starting the third. I had three different people tell me suck their inappropriate private parts. So when the when uh who scored that game winning goal? Um Severson. He had the steal. Oh, I thought he was gonna pass too. Oh, that was so beautiful at the end. Beautiful play. Such a missed opportunity for the Rangers. They, you know, I mean, that game should never went to overtime, so it should never been to that point. Crazy, yeah. The Rangers win that game regular season, they would have moved past the Devils in the point standing calls at how the November month of November was going. More the shots for that game, but the Rangers are turning around. I mean, the Devils dominated. I think the Devils, the Devils outshot them for sure. Oh, in the first definitely, the Devils got twenty shots the first period. I know Igor still had 90% save percentage, even with giving up four goals. So the Devils had 40-plus shots. I mean, the Devils... 43, 43 shots to 34. 43 shots to 34. Jeez, anyone want to play defense? Yeah, 43 shots to 34 shots. 3-1 lead, and yeah, it goes to shit in the third period in overtime. Rangers came out flat in the third. Yep. Um, really, realistically, you look at it because 
even the two scores that did happen for the Rangers, VC, 10 seconds, in, a minute into the game, good pass by Lafreniere, but that's not really that much of the Rangers team. And then Barkley, Goodrow, Adam Fox with a ridiculous pass for Julian Gauthier to score. Like, it really actually wasn't that great of a Rangers game. Kreider obviously scored no, with Miller not. and Zibanejad. That game, they outplayed the Rangers that game. I think anyone who has like eyes could see that the Devils were in the attacking zone a good portion of that game. Other than a Missed couple plays in the second the period, but you got a three one going to the third. You should close that game. Overall, though, the Rangers have been really solid the last. I don't know. I want to say six weeks, six seven weeks. Month of December has been very good for the Rangers, and like I said, Zach, would you? Realize that if the Rangers win that game in overtime, they move past the Devils and win the second in the Metropolitan Division. I was it aware. Feel that way. They're only one point it behind. Feel them. that way. Yeah, they were one point behind. Because six, seven they're weeks ago, the Devils were so far ahead of the Rangers, and the Rangers really the narrowed that gap. Like sixteen points ahead of the Rangers. Though. Well, we were coming off that huge winning streak. You got to forget. You can't forget about that. Yeah. You knew they were going to cool off at some point. It it is crazy though that you. Is at home. Before that Ranger went on Saturday. Like, that's crazy to me. But, look, every time I watch a, uh, every time I watch a Devils game, Jack Hughes impresses me more and more. Oh, Jack Hughes is amazing. Hughes and Bratt, two great players. He sure. We'll see if Blackwood can stay healthy and produce a little more. Uh huh. I think the story of Mackenzie Blackwood, his whole career has just been staying on the ice. But he's back and healthy. Let's see if he can uh, he can produce. I'll say this, Zach. If I'm the Devils, I'd be careful. Because Rangers are creeping up on them, but a lot of other teams are. The Metropolitan, have you looked at the oh, Metropolitan standings? I don't, I don't think the Devils are overlooking any team in the Metropolitan almost at this point. The Metropolitan but, is tight. It is tight as it can get. Devils go on like a five, six game losing streak. They can be on the outside looking in. Same with the Rangers. Same with any team in this Metropolitan Division. The Islanders, who I thought looked good at the beginning of the year, I think are currently out of the playoffs. And they have, they're not a bad team. No. The Rangers came back to boost the standings, and Washington came back. Washington had an awful start to the year and came back. They, look, there's six teams within 11 points of each other. Taking out Carolina, second through sixth is separated by seven points right now. That's no walk in the park for anyone of those five teams. No, very tight-packed Metropolitan. Devils can get a nice win tonight if they can beat Carolina. 3-3 uh, in the second. How fun will hockey be around here if all three of these teams make the playoffs? It'd be a lot of fun. I think I think we feel good about the Rangers and the Devils. The Islanders are probably on the fence right now. I think with the goaltending, I think they can get in. But if all three teams get in, that, that'll be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. Sure will be. Yeah, let's see. Tight Metro definitely will be down to the wire this season. Uh, a lot of good hockey left to be played this year. Playoff football about to be Playoff football. Let's go, Big Blue. First playoff game since 2016. The Giants head up to Minneapolis. This Sunday, rematch against the Minnesota Vikings. Let's see if the let's see if Big Blue can get the job done and get the win the wild card round. 
I'm getting some 2007, 2008 playoff run. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, I think that's all the time we have for today. As always, guys, thank you for tuning in. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and on TikTok if you're not following us already. Yeah. Giant fans, enjoy your first playoff game in six years. Um, And, yeah, I appreciate everyone for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Till next time.